for all those who feel called to build something bigger than themselves, but have no idea or representation as to how to bring it to pass, this podcast is for you. Let's figure it out together. Get ready. Let's build. Four, three, two, one. Everything that you've been through up until this point has helped you create your why. And when you have a strong why, nothing will stop you. Here it is again, family. Welcome to Building Without a Blueprint. I am your host, Princeton Parker. As always, I'm thankful to God for life and love, and I'm thankful to you for listening. How about that episode last week, huh? We got started on this sermon series, the first sermon that I've shared on the podcast. And again, this is going to be one of the cool ways that get to infuse some of the work that I've been able to do from the pulpit as a conversation space. And so I'm so excited to share it with you. I hope last week helped you. I think we got all the way through when we're talking about Amos and his life, which I think is so fascinating because we see that God has been concerned about issues of social justice all the way back into the Old Testament. And so Amos is having to build without a blueprint because he's never been a prophet before. And he's never gone to prophet school and he's never got friends who are prophets, but God gives him the distinct message to not just be a prophet when he's never seen anybody do that, but he has to carry this very specific message of, hey, like God is upset with you all as religious people, his people um, who are not being held accountable for the way that you treat people, who are not being held accountable for the way that you treat, and not just people in general, but specifically the poor the widows, the orphans, there's a specific concern that God has that you all are not showing any sense of godliness or any love towards those communities. So Amos has a big job and that's like all of us, right? We all have some sort of big job that no one in our family has ever undertaken before, that no one around us has ever undertaken before. And so we find company and we find a sense of comfort in Amos and in the journey that he lives that mirrors ours, that thousands of years ago, um, this one random guy who was used to herding cattle and uh, watching trees all of a sudden gets called to build something bigger than him. And so it is for many of us. We're just chilling at the crib or just going through our childhood and had something thrust upon us. So this week, we want to turn our attention to the why. We talked about some of the what of building behind uh, building without a blueprint, but what happens with the why? How do we think through that? And so I offer some solutions. Now, I want to preface this by saying the solutions that I offer are not exhaustive. Like whenever you preach, you've got um, like 30, 40 minutes. I preach an hour. So an hour to really kind of tackle these massive concepts. And so I just want to preface this by saying that there are probably more things that we could be added to the list. And I always think about that whenever I listen to myself preach. I'm like, oh, Princeton, there's like five other things you didn't even mention. But I think it's a good place to start. So we're going to unpack some of those. And then uh, I think it's going to be cool the way that the sermon ends. And I hope that you will be inspired and encouraged. This is part two. So this is the part where we go to church. This is the part where we go to church. Okay. So get ready. I get to be all churchy at the end. Thank you so much for listening. Let's go straight to it. Here's part two of the sermon titled Building Without a Blueprint. 
Amos grew up and he had no formal training and he did not have any history in his family. Amos is like many of us. He says, I've, I've never been to school for that and I've never seen it in my family. And now Amos has to live about following the command of God with no blueprint. Why is there no blueprint? Number one, the reason why you have no blueprint, why would God allow this? Because that's what most of the struggle is. It's not just that I don't have it, but why would God give me this and not instructions? Like, is he, does he hate me? Is he a horrible God? Is he rude? Is he just trying to punish me? And the way the enemy spins it to us is that it's because of our sin. Because the enemy wants you to be condemned, he'll tell you that had you not done that stuff early on in life, the Lord would have given you a blueprint. That's false. That's condemnation. That is the enemy trying to convince you that God is doing something to you in response to your sin as it relates to his calling. So why would God allow me to, have, to not have a blueprint? Number one, building without a blueprint makes you not depend on people and totally dependent on God. Oh God, I feel it already. Building without a blueprint makes you not depend on people. So sometimes the reason why God sends me in a life without a blueprint is because he wants to make me so dependent on him. And you don't know what it is to depend on God until you ain't had no other options. Until you've been to a place where people didn't cut it and Instagram didn't cut it, MTV didn't cut it, wokeness didn't cut it, my intelligence didn't cut it, my friends didn't cut it, drinks didn't cut it. You all of a sudden find yourself in a solution large knoll situation with cranes in the sky trying to read it away and buy it away and sex it away and drink it away and you realize the only way that I can make it is by the hand of God is there anybody here that says the reason why I serve God is because I realize that there's nobody like him search all over and couldn't find nobody greater than God is there anybody glad that I've learned that's why Andre Crouch said through it all Ah, I've learned to trust in Jesus and, and I've learned to trust in God through it all I've learned to depend on his word somebody say I depend on him I, I depend on him that's why I come to church because I depend on him that, that's why you find with your money but I depend on him you find with your degree but I depend on him he left me without a blueprint so that I would have to learn how to rely on him for every step that's why he says in Proverbs to trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thine own understanding but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path God knew that if you had a blueprint you'd become self-sufficient and God said I had to give you I had to create you to not have some stuff there it is thank you Holy Spirit God says I took away all that you had or all that you wanted to have so that I could show you that I'm all you need. Let me say it again. God says, I took away what you had or I prevented you from getting things that you wanted to have so that I could prove to you that I am all you need. So number one reason why Um, You didn't have a blueprint because God wants to make you dependent on him. This is why Jesus says it's hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. People who do bad theology will tell you that God is against money and that he wants everybody to be poor. That's why he came down to be poor. That's bad theology. Contextually, what Jesus is saying is it's hard for a rich man to enter heaven because people who are rich are generally self-sufficient. So it is hard for you to be submissive to something when you good by yourself. 
That's oftentimes why it's hard for us to have conversations about what that means to submit to God because we don't want to relinquish that control because we've been good for so long. But God says, I want you to learn how to depend on me. Number two, building without a blueprint shows you who God is. So not only does it make you depend on him, but then it then helps you learn and be revealed to who he is. Because I've learned that it is possible there's a difference between understanding something and knowing it. For a long time, just by nature of, of who I was, I was a kid, I preached by virtue of understanding. I could wrap my head around certain things. The Lord would give me insight and understanding into the word. But because I hadn't lived through some stuff, I wasn't preaching according to knowledge. So God wants to take you from the realm of understanding to the realm of knowledge. Knowledge is birthed out of personal experience. So I know he's a healer because I can read it. I can conceptualize it. I can get it. But when I know he's a healer, comes as a result of having a negative prognosis from the doctor and then watching God do something that the doctor said was improbable. So when I don't have a blueprint, it helps me understand through experience who God is. And the reason why oftentimes our generation has a hard time with God is because we're trying to understand him instead of experience him. We're trying to allow God to fit in our framework of what's problematic and not instead of experiencing him. Because at the end of the day, nobody can take your experience. That's right. That's right. You could argue with me all day long. That's why I don't argue with atheists anymore. I like to learn their perspective, but I don't argue anymore. Because now we're trying to put logic against experience. And I can't convince you. Oh, hallelujah. I don't have time for this. Um, I can't convince you to believe something you have not experienced. And, and, and this is the reason why we have such a hard time ministering our generation because we're trying to beat people over the head with scripture instead of creating an atmosphere that is so thick with the love of God. I don't know about you, but for me, it wasn't a sermon that did it for me. For me, it was the time when I went through some stuff and got to a church that really believed in letting the spirit of God fill a place. And somewhere in between the song and the leader and the organ, tears started flowing and God started speaking some stuff to me and I learned who he is. And now even when I don't get him, I still love him. I don't have time to stay there. So building without a blueprint shows you who God is. Number three, building without a blueprint shows you who you are. If God allowed you to have everything that other people had, you would never know how much he had put in you. And the reason why he allows you to build without a blueprint is because, number one, he wants you to come out with the David testimony, which says, I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen God like I have when I went through that stuff. But the second thing is he wants you to have the Whitney Houston testimony. I didn't know my own strength. And sometimes you don't know what's in you until God puts you in a situation where you have to find it. You have to dig deep to find that hard worker in you. You got to dig deep to find that grit. You got to dig deep to find that piece of you that keeps going when people don't think you should make it. You, you got to dig deep to find that way to make a way when the money is tight. You got to find it deep when you're under insurmountable pressure and you still have grace under it. You got to dig deep when you're in the presence of people who don't like you and, and make you feel alone and afraid and you can still show love. You got to dig deep for that. And God says, if I had never let you go through that stuff, you would have never known how beautiful and 
and how intelligent and how ingenuitive and how wise and how creative you are. Anybody said the process made me, it made me, it showed me who I am. Shows you who you are. Number four, building without a blueprint keeps you authentic. If you had a blueprint for it, you'd be a copy. If you had somebody who would tell you these are the steps, you'd become them. So God lets you not have any rules or direction so that he could be the one to form you. That's why the hymn writer penned, have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I wish I had such a folk that remember the hymns. And I, I'm just clay. Mold me and make me. After Ooh, thy will. I don't have time to mess. Nobody want to have church with me. I, I feel it. In other words, the hymn writer is saying, Lord, you do with me what you want to. So that I'll be authentically me and have authentically you on the inside of me. There's no blueprint because building without a blueprint solidifies your work. When you've built something from the ground up, you know it well enough so that when there's a problem, it doesn't throw your game off. If somebody else had built what God is making in you for you, then it would freak you out the moment anything happened that would kind of shake it a little bit. So if God had built your marriage, the, the first minute that you have a fight, you'd be like, oh my God, it's over. But when you've built the thing without a blueprint, you can say, look, come what may. I've been through enough stuff with my calling. I've been through enough stuff with my anointing. I've been through enough stuff in this ministry. I've been through enough stuff in my college degree to know that if he did it before, he'll do it again. Watch this, number six. There's no blueprint because you are becoming the blueprint. The reason why God couldn't give you an example or a list was because he is making you this for someone else. And you can't minister to them if you don't know what it's like to be them. So he's in the process of making you this, but he let your life be this. Not even for you but because your family needs you to know about this. Your church, your community, your age group, your racial group needs you to know about this. Your life, your friends need you to know about this because you can't minister to what you haven't experienced. Somebody just speak that over your life, say, I'm becoming the blueprint. And it's hard, it's unfair, but I'm becoming it. I am the one that people will look to and be like, if God did it for her, if God allowed him, oh, hallelujah. If God allowed him to make it, if God allowed her to get through it, if, if God allowed you to make it, then that must mean he can do it for me too. Seven, the reason why you don't have a blueprint is because the blueprint puts the focus on becoming when the actual blessing is the building. If God had given you all that you needed, you would have bypassed the process 
and you would have missed the blessing. The blessing is not this. That's great, but that's not the blessing. Here's how you know it's not the blessing. Because when I bought this, it came like this. Y'all missed it. I bought this and it was whole. So that means wholeness is not the object of the game. The object of the game is what I learned about science. All the minutes and hours I spend doing this. So God says the blessing is not the end because the blessing was the blessing when I spoke it. The real blessing is what you learn all the time you spend trying to figure it out. The real blessing is how you learn how to be a good mother because yours didn't treat you right. The real blessing is when you learn how to be a young minister because you served God. The real blessing is when you learn how to keep your family afloat without a job. The real blessing is when you learn how to keep your cool when folks are talking about you. Is there anybody here that can say the process made me baby it wasn't a blessing it ain't the suit it's the nights I cried it's the nights I was alone it's the nights I thought about killing myself that made me who I am that's why I say like David it was good for me that I was afflicted so I might learn not just how to be a better me but I could learn how to be more like Jesus that's why it was a blessing because I learned more about God the blessing is in the building Job says, but he knoweth the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as pure gold. If there was a blueprint, you wouldn't learn anything. Two more and I'm closing. Verse 8, or excuse me, number 8. There's no blueprint because the need is always changing. What the world needs now is not what it needed back then. And what trips us up in life it's not what we don't have. It's our expectation that who we're supposed to become is supposed to look like what it did. Sometimes, Stephen Furtick says this out of North Carolina, he says, sometimes the biggest blockage to our miracle is the fact that we expect what God is going to do to look like what he did. And there's so many people who, and I, I understand the sentiment, I do. There's so many people who, let's get back to church the old time way. And I understand the sentiment, like what they were saying was, let's get back to when it was, when it was real and, and when, when it meant something to come to church and when it meant something to get in the presence of God, I understand that. But the church the world needs today is different from the way the church evolved then. And if we will get ourselves out of that mindset that we have to be who we were, parents, who your children need you to be, and I'm saying this not as a parent, I'm saying this as a child. I can't advise parents on parents, I don't have children, but I can talk about the experience. Your teenager needs something a little different than the adolescent did and then the post-college kid needs something different than the one in high school did and so sometimes we get stuck in our relationship because we are expecting it to be the same that it was but it can't be the same because I need something different now than I need then I don't need somebody to figure it out for me now because I got to grow up but what I do need now is somebody who will remind me that I'm still valuable even when I mess it up. So sometimes we get mad at somebody who is upset like I am loving you and why aren't you receiving it? When in actuality the need is different. But because I want it to be like it was, I'm missing who you need me to be right now. And God says there's no blueprint for you because, you know what, Mr. I wanted to be like T.D. Jake so bad. <laughs> 
I even said that to myself. Okay, Princeton, be honest. I still say that sometimes today. <laughs> that I want to be the T.D. Jakes of my generation. My generation doesn't need a T.D. Jakes. Because if they did, T.D. Jakes would have been born in 1994. My generation needs a Princeton. Because the needs are different. I'm going to let you go. Last thing. There's no blueprint. Because God is the builder. Let's go home. There's no blueprint because God, somebody shout God. God is the builder. The Bible says in Psalm 127, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. So the reason why there's no blueprint is because God says, I need you to understand that uh, you're going to get here, but it ain't going to be because of you. You're going to get here, but you're going to realize it was my hands and it was my feet and it was my voice, but it was the strength of God. That's why the writer says it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord. Somebody shout, God is the builder. That's why David said, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from which cometh my help, for all my help comes from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. I'm so glad that what gives me hope when I feel like I'm alone and when I feel like I'm frustrated, I just remind myself, Princeton you ain't building this anyway you ain't building this marriage you ain't building the church you're gonna pastor you ain't building this job you got it's the Lord working in you and through you and so every time I get upset about the fact that I don't have a blueprint I go back to God and say whose building is it anyway it ain't even my building it don't even belong to me but by the hand of God that's working on the inside of me so then the question remains Princeton I get why I don't have a blueprint but what do I do when I'm building without one? I'm glad you asked me. The first one is you got to check the foundation. Somebody say foundation. Amos was picked because he had a good foundation. He had no experience building the life of a prophet, but he had a foundation. Everything you're not is why God chose you. Everything you didn't have is why God chose you. Why? Because hopefully in that time it built for you a foundation. So before you rush to figure out how to graduate, before you rush to figure out how to own a business, before you rush to figure out how to get a marriage, figure out how to pray first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. Figure out, figure out how to stay in the word of God first because all of that builds your foundation. The building's going to change every time you get older. The building's going to change when you get a new job. It's going to change when you move cities. But what cannot change is your foundation. That's why the hymn writer says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. That's why he says that on Christ, the solid rock I stand and all of the ground is sinking sand you got to check the foundation now what is your foundation your foundation is the word of God somebody say the word of God when I purchased this Rubik's Cube in the box it says something interesting I was frustrated pastor that it did not come with a solution that it did not come with instructions but what I learned was the back of it says solutions guide available at rubix.com <laughs> I'm gonna preach and then I'm gone uh, in other words they said listen there's no instructions, but there's a guide. I'm waiting for two more people to get it. There's no blueprint, 
but there is a guide. He, there's no step by step, but there is a guide. That's why David said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I don't have no blueprint, but I got the word of God guiding me every step that I go. And so you got to learn how to check the foundation. And before every move you make, say, what does the word say about it? What does the word say about it? I'm about to do this new thing. What does the word say about it? And the Lord will guide me into the right decisions. Oh, second of all, I need you to know um, that you've got to know why you're building. So the first thing is you've got to have your foundation. And every day, you've got to spend time. That's why your relationship with God is important, because it anchors you in things that you don't know. But number two, you've got to know why you're building, because your why will be on the inside of you, keeping you when the what doesn't make sense. Number three, you've got to change what you see. Because the first thing that the Lord says to Amos is he says, what do you see? And so, in other words, you've got to get around something that looks different. Whatever it is you feel like God called you to do, you've got to get around that thing. Then you've got to understand that your blueprint will never be completely found in one person. So stop building all your hopes and dreams on one person who's supposed to be Bay and your accountability partner and your business partner and your best friend and your all this. And every time we put it in one person, we, we move God's space out of helping us building. And then the last thing I've come to tell you is you got to build brick by brick what I love about the book of Amos is that Amos in verse 15 says that uh, the Lord called him to prophesy and he says that I was just messing around with the sycamore trees and uh, oh, I want to preach a little bit uh, he said I was just messing around with the sheep and the trees but he says all of a sudden the Lord told me I know you've never had prophesying experience but I want you to go prophesy and verse 16 says now thus saith the Lord you missed it he says the Lord told me what to do and now I'm just going to do it. In other words, if I had preached this another way, my sermon would have been titled, I got to do what I got to do. Amos said, I've never had any experience and I don't have any resources, but I got to do what God called me to do. I've come to tell you that the way that you build without a blueprint is to just get started and build it brick by brick. Just start the conversation and build it brick by brick. Just apply to college and build it brick by brick just apply for the job and build it brick by brick just talk about marriage then build it brick by brick just read a scripture and begin to build it brick by brick and with every brick the Lord will increase you with every brick the journey becomes clearer with every brick more resources come with every brick you'll get more anointing and with every brick you'll get more joy with every brick you'll get more peace with every brick you'll get more understanding with every brick God will make more ways is there anybody here that says I don't have a blueprint but I'm gonna go brick by brick until I get to where God has called me to be that's the way Jesus did it he came down to earth without a blueprint 
nobody had ever been God and come down to earth before. Nobody had ever been God and walked in flesh before. Nobody had ever been God and put on sin to redeem man from sin. He didn't have a blueprint on how to deal with your family when they won't recognize who you are. He didn't have a blueprint for when people talk about you too soon. He didn't have a blueprint for what happens when you are God but you don't even have a place to stay. He didn't have a blueprint for what to do when you are truth but people call you a lie. He was healing but people said he was sickness. He was the answer but people called him confusion. He didn't have a blueprint when they hung him high and when they stretched him wide. Nobody had ever died for the sins of man before but he kept on building without a blueprint. He kept on healing without a blueprint. He kept on preaching without a blueprint. He kept on raising folks without a blueprint. They put nails in his hands without a blueprint. Nails in his feet without a blueprint. Crown of thorns without a blueprint. Spear in his side without a blueprint. They spit on him without a blueprint. Gave him vinegar without a blueprint. Ripped his clothes without a blueprint. They laughed at him without a blueprint. But he kept on building. He kept on building. He built the cross. He built on the shame. He built on the pain. He built on the rejection. He built on the dysfunction. And he built it all the way down through the grave. And he kept on building. And it looked like the building had fallen. It looked like there was nothing to his building. It looked like it was all crumbled. But Jesus had to tell him, check my foundation. My foundation is the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost raised Jesus from the dead. He said, now all power is given unto me. And because his foundation stayed solid, he built a building that now I can live in. He built the building of grace. He built the building of salvation. He built the building of deliverance. He built the building of the blood. Is there anybody glad that 2,000 years ago, Jesus shed his blood without a blueprint? And if Jesus did it, I can too. If he built, then I can too. We have not a high priest who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted just like we are. So therefore, we can come boldly before the throne of grace. I've come to tell you that Jesus knows how you feel. Jesus knows how frustrated you are. Jesus knows how discouraged you feel. And because he knows, he's able to help you. He says, follow me and I'm helping
help you build. Somebody shout, I'm building something. It's hard, but I'm building something. Don't have the answers, but I'm building something. I don't have money, but I'm building something. Black folk ain't done this before, but I'm building something. You ain't never seen nobody like me, but I'm building something. Didn't have a daddy, but I'm building something. My mom was crazy, but I'm building something. I did some jail time, but I'm building something. Used to be addicted, but I'm building something. Failed some classes, but I'm building something. Didn't have somebody to give me money, but I'm building something. My parents weren't royalty, but I'm building something. I'm in a system of injustice, but I'm building something. I'm building, I'm building, I'm building what God called me to be. Anybody building something? And I'm not building by myself, but I'm building on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And Jesus said, on this rock, I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's why if I build on him, won't nothing happen in my building. I'm building on grace. I'm building on mercy. I'm building on the blood. I'm building on his strength. I'm building on Jesus. All I came to tell you was that you might not have a blueprint, but you have a savior. I said you might not have a blueprint, but you have a savior. I don't have a blueprint, but my savior was the son of a carpenter. He's an expert in how to build. He's an expert in how to put things together. He's an expert in how to take nothing and make something out of it. He was building and it only took him two fish and five loaves of bread. He built something with a dead man who'd been dead for four days. He built something with a woman who had been sick with 12 years. I've got a savior and he's everything to me. I've got a savior and he's my best friend. I've got a savior and he's my guiding light. I've got a savior and he's my diary. I've got a savior and he's my venting partner. I've got a savior and he's my friend. I've got a savior and he's my confidant. I've got a savior and he's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. I've got a savior and he's the rose of Sharon. I've got a savior and he's the bomb in Gilead. I've got a savior and he's a doctor in the sick room. I've got a savior and he's a lawyer in the courtroom I've got a savior and he's a teacher I've got a savior and he's a marriage counselor I've got a savior he messed up the system before we knew what to call it I've got a savior who's my all in all he's my everything he's my everything and his name is Jesus anybody glad that you got Jesus building with you that's why David said yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death with no blueprint I will not fear for thou art with me and your rod and staff they give me direction 
He's my everything. Can you praise God? If you know you're building, not by yourself, but with Jesus. I'm going home now. I preached too long. I love y'all, New Mount Calvary. It's been real good hanging with you. But if you know that God will build through you without a blueprint, I got one more question. Just one more question. Do I have time for one more question? I just want to ask you, won't he do it? Won't he make a way? Won't he build you? Won't he give you running? Won't he help you out? Won't he give you instruction? Won't he be your teacher? I'm building something. I dare you to shout, I'm building it. I'm building it. I don't care what the devil says. I'm building it. I'm building it. I'm building it. Now somebody give God praise. Say yeah. Say yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.